welcome in everybody it feels like it's been forever since me and adam been together here on the early lock show win daily mlb dfs sponsored as always by your one-stop shop things for all sports betting the sharp app adam man we haven't talked since the home run derby haven't talked since the all-star game i was in boston you were away we we're all getting some stuff done family time but we're back and how convenient is it that we look at this 13 game slate and who's the guy at the top justin verlander amazing right every time we do I mean, a show it's it's every time we do a show and before we get rolling i would just like to say and and my plus 850 julio rodriguez ticket for the home run derby has nothing to do with this can we do something about somebody hitting like 30 more home runs than the other player and still losing <sighs> something something to hook a brother up i mean he had to go through pete alonzo at plus 850 he hits 30 more home runs in soto and if he loses but Ain't anyway, that amazing? I, 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 I me, my, myself and my ticket digress. I'll leave it at that. I'm with you because <laughs> I had I had the three leg parlay, okay? Because I had them going into first round against Seager. I had them going to the finals, and I had them winning. And I had I, two or three. Like, I just took him to win because yeah, I don't really bet. I'm like ah, plus eight fifty. He's gonna want to put on a show. This kid's a stud. Like yeah, it's, it's worth a few bucks. Once he got he, past the lawns, I'm like, oh man, this might actually happen. I and and let's let's hold on. Let you brought it up. So for but Pete Alonzo, I I'll tell you what. I don't know much about Pete Alonzo. Not a New York guy. Obviously, I'm a Philly guy. So he got my Eagles on and I got my Art History one on one hat. But what I will say is that dude just grew off of me. Not grew on me. Like is he really like he was putting on this show like doing yoga on a sideline bro you're you're hitting baseballs at a home run derby like can we just stop the charades a little bit like just relax like come on like it was just way over the top for me i couldn't do it you're the two-time champ you can do whatever the hell you want i i I, I, (laughs) it was just it was lame man i'm sorry it was just it was lame to me i could i i i I, listen i just couldn't do it he was really then when he was doing the the walk around in the weight room going up and down that was bothering me too but everything bothers jigsaw yeah awesome a little bit yeah it's like come on man come on but hats off to uh albert Pujols for uh my man 40 plus years old and you know uh, he's a couple years older let's face it legendary what's that so you you know he's a couple years older he's oh yeah he's like like four years older for for what a decade now that's the uh that's the jose mesa rule uh but uh (laughs) You know, when you're 40, you're actually 55. Uh, but now, nah, all um, <laughs> kidding aside, we got 13 games tonight. And again, Justin Verlander's at the top. But my sneaky suspicion is that Adam is not going to have him as one of his aces. So, Adam, take it away. Ace of the slate. Well, I did write him up as an ace. Uh, this was going to be the sixth time he's faced Seattle, which is a lot in one season. Um, he's had a lot of success against Seattle. 38 strikeouts, 10 earned runs. Six of those 10 came in one start, so that tells you about how well he did in the other five. But, man, Garrett Cole's at home against uh, an even weaker Royals lineup because Andrew Benetton is now on the other side of this game. When he's been at home this year, it's 64 and two-thirds innings. It's a 209 ERA, 235 Wobo allowed, and .80 whip. The K rate jumps up over 35%, and his FIP and XFIP are uh, under 230. Like, I, I can't I can't look past that for a couple hundred dollars cheaper. Like it's I mean, I'm sorry, it's only a hundred cheaper. Woodruff is four hundred cheaper, but I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm going after Garrett Cole. Maybe maybe it's a mistake, but nah. I'll, I'll have less Verlander than Cole once again. 
Nah, it's not a mistake. I love it. I mean, you talked about the wit, which is elite at home. 24 walks in 10 games start away. Eight walks in 10 games started at home. Okay. He is a completely different pitcher. 15 earn runs as opposed to 26. I mean, come on. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. Uh, hit 189 against him at home. He's in his element. He's been electric in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And I predict nothing less, man. I really do. I predict nothing less. Um, but as always, Adam. We always get that guy that's stud, but we're always taking it. We got to start two pitchers. So what's another pitcher maybe we're looking at? Is there not actually a pivot, but a guy maybe lesser value that maybe we want to hit on as well? Anybody out there? Yeah, I mean, the, the punt range is actually pretty intriguing tonight. Um, I mean, you have you have Jose Quintana, who's only 6,900. He's been pitching really well for the Pirates this year. If Philly's a bit of a tougher spot against lefties, you know, I probably wouldn't go real heavy on him, but it's probably going to be his last start in a Pittsburgh uniform. If he even makes it, I mean, this is the time of year. Yep. Guys, remember, you know, trades can happen at any point. So it's not NBA still, but you need to be checking these lineups pretty much, you know, up till lock and up until that game starts. Um, but you look at Alex Cobb. We've talked about him a few times this year, man. Like he's just been one of the most unlucky people on the planet. His FIP is still 294. His XFIP is 298. ERA is over four. Again, the Cubs are the toughest matchup, and this is a team dealing with knowing that within sometime within the next six days, their team is going to look a lot different as, as sellers. They're probably losing their heart and soul in Wilson Contreras to somebody. I, I really think this is another good spot for Cobb. I'm not really worried that he didn't pitch super well against the Dodgers. I mean, most, most people aren't going to pitch super well against the Dodgers. You have Lance Lynn at 6,800. He's had a rough season, but, like, he kind of righted the ship against Cleveland, which is a tough spot, especially for him. They had a lot of lefties in that lineup. He goes six, strikes out six, only allows three hits and one walk. I I'm going to be interested there. It's kind of hard not to be at 6,800. Like, I know Lynn hasn't performed super well, but he's not this bad. And it's Oakland. Like, I, I know they kind of bit the Houston pitching staff these past few days, but it's still an Oakland offense that ranks in the bottom five of every category we value. Yeah, now listen, that's the thing. You got to look at who they're facing. And, and one guy that intrigues me, I and again, listen, I, I, I just throw these out there. And again, it's just a gut feeling, looking at some numbers. But last two starts weren't very good. Two starts before that were very, very good. And he's 7,700. That's Patrick Sandoval. And again, you know, going against the Texas Rangers, who aren't the best team offensively in the world. Uh, he's at home. It, this could be a good play depending on the way you structure your lineup. Like, again, you always got to pick a pivot guy or a punk guy here or there. I'm going to punt with P.S. Uh, again, because I think he's a, a really good value play. But what about the bats? Thinking about, you know, who we're going to stack tonight. Uh, 13 different teams we can look at. There's a couple, you know, guys that are gas cans out there we want to go up against. But who's going to be that main stack tonight? Yeah, one of the first uh, first guys you have to look at, or first teams, I should say, is the Brewers. I mean, this Bellow kid for Boston. Ooh. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good pitcher. I mean, he you know he has such a limited track record in the majors. He came up through the minors pretty quick. Maybe he's just not ready. Like it, it happens. You know, it doesn't mean his career is over or anything. But my goodness, this kid's just gotten hammered so far. <laughs> I mean, both sides of the plate have a woba over 430. The K rates are under 18% for both. The whips are over 2.40 on both sides. I mean, Rowdy Telez, Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, Kutch, Colton Wong. If you're wearing a Brewer uniform, I'm going to have at least some style of interest in you. 
whether it's the top of the lineup, whether you know you're building towards the back, some of these cheaper guys that you know can afford you some higher end pitching or another expensive stack, whatever you want to do with it. There's a lot of flexibility in this Brewers lineup against what has, at least to this point in the majors, been a very, very rough pitcher. Yeah, listen, he's averaging over a hit per inning easily. Hasn't made it out of the fourth. So this that certainly has a, a lot of different dynamics in that Milwaukee lineup. So uh, definitely not one that he wants to turn around against. Now, what about maybe a sneaky stack or a value stack? Somebody that maybe aren't going to be chalked that aren't, no, people aren't looking at that we could start. So this isn't going to be value because, you know, the main two guys are going to be expensive. And listen, the Dodgers are going to be chalked again. We saw it last night. These hitters, especially in cash, were pushing 70 80%. Chad Cool is not going to scare anybody. You want to prioritize lefties. Cash, you're going to get your Dodgers exposure. That's fine. But it's a 13-game slate. There's a lot of other offenses yeah. that can put up big numbers, and we can't forget nope. that. So the sneaky one I'm going to point out, Anibal Sanchez has only faced 16 righties this season. But this is a guy who hasn't been in the majors since 2020, and there's a reason for that. He's not a very good pitcher. Those 16 righties so far, a 609 Loba and a 1475 FIP. 14.75 for a FIP. I don't care if the sample size is small. I don't want to see that when I have Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and Tyler O'Neill on the other side on the right side of the plate. I really like that trio. There's a ton of power potential there. You know Goldschmidt and Arenado are going to be fresh because they got a couple of days off, whether they wanted to or not. I really, really like the Cardinals. They don't strike out. I don't care if even on the left side of the plate you want to throw in Nolan Gorman, Dylan Carson. I mean, Washington has a terrible bullpen, so if they can get the Anibal quick, they're probably going to put up a pretty crooked number here. I like that. I like that. And I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something for you, and and, and I'm gonna do this on this show live. I'm gonna go against my Phillies and tell you the sneaky pirate stack against Bailey Falter, who gave up three home runs his last play. He's given up seven home runs in the last four starts. He's just not ready to be a major league pitcher. And again, when you got O'Neill Cruz and you got Cabrian Hayes, two guys that can hit the ball out of the yard. I I had this sneaky suspicion that Pittsburgh is going to be able to score some runs and put up some points against Bailey Falter. So maybe a team not everybody's looking at Adam, uh, a, a, a team who their top player is at 4,500 salary. So you get an O'Neill Cruz at 4,500, Cabrian Hayes at 4,100. I mean, you have a really good sneaky stack under 10,000. So again, that could help you out, especially if you're paying 10 for for Garrett Cole. Now, final thoughts, Adam, anything you have, whether it be FFVPs, whether it be value plays, whether it be, you know, sneaky plays, anything we got on this 13 game slate to talk about. I do think a sneaky play might wind up being Blake Snell for me. He's, made some, he's made some tweaks to his arsenal. The walks are still really high and, you know, hopefully those kind of come down. But I mean, look at these past couple starts, man. Okay. At Colorado, he got smacked. Whatever. I don't care if somebody gets smacked at Coors Field. Dodgers, 28 points. San Francisco, tough against lefties, 34 points. Mets, tough offense in general, 21 points. He's only 8,300. He's not a guy that I'm ever really in love with. But people aren't going to play him against the Twins, which is another really tough matchup against lefty pitching. With the the way Snell is pitching, provided he's in the lineup, because there's some rumors that actually Minnesota may acquire him, as long as he's starting, I'm kind of interested at 83, like, you know the downsides there, but the the price doesn't match his potential upside either. Nah, I agree. And before we get out of here, speaking of this, you know, 
everything we're talking about right here, everything that you hear, this is all numbers driven. Obviously, Adam writes a lot uh, for Wind Daily Sports. We have a ton of content there. But did you know right now, listen, I know the price of gas is high, right? But did you know that you can get these numbers, again, only for $5.99? Want to try out WindDailySports.com and take advantage of our summer sale? Sign up today for our special weekly promo of only $5.99 to gain you access to read all of our articles, check out projection models, and talk one-on-one with professionals in our expert chat use promo code summer sale s-u-m-m-e-r-s-a-l-e to drop the weekly cost from $14.99 all the way down to $5.99 for a premium gold membership to windailysports.com make sure you're subscribed to this video you're hitting the like button and you're checking the show notes for all the details now as you check the show notes before we get out of here one final question i'm gonna put adam on the spot has nothing to do with stats it has nothing to do with this 13 game slate Uh juan soto juan soto is he a national at the end of the trade deadline or is he going somewhere else i still think he winds up somewhere else i don't think you know i've I've heard it speculated you can't make it it's tougher to make a deal with a player this important, this close to the deadline. And I do understand that. But I also understand that with each passing day, that trade value keeps ticking down and keeps ticking down and keeps ticking down. And there's no waiver trade deadline this year either. So once the deadline hits, it hits. Your your rosters are locked until the offseason. Which would you rather trade? You're going to have to burn your farm system to the ground. So which would you rather? One year of Juan Soto or one year and three months of Juan Soto if you're a contender? I know what my answer is. I mean, obviously, you're making the trade in hopes that you can nail out an extension with him. But you obviously know that the number is going to be extremely high at the same point. So if you're going to burn that farm system to the ground, I want the extra kick at the can and what is hopefully the postseason. I think it gets done. I thought it was going to be the Yankees. The Ben Benintendi trade kind of gives me pause. That, that makes me think they couldn't get it done. Not that they, they didn't have the ability to still do it. And I, I think if they do that, it's basically admitting Aaron Judge is, is gone. But I, I also feel like everyone already, already kind of knows that. So if everybody knows that, why not just have them both for one run, try and win a ring, and then you worry about you know who to sign and how you're going to manage the money in the offseason. If you're the Yankees, you can print money anyways. Who cares? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, you're the Yankees. Shut up. I don't want to hear about money. I'm a Pirates fan. I, I, I don't want to hear it. And I and honestly, I don't want to hear about Yankees, man. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want I, to hear the Yankees, but you know, like, that's a team that, especially when they're, they're starting to slide that little bit, they've lost the Astros. They, they lost a couple of the Mets and everything. They might throw in that last piece to get it over the top and just not worry about, you know, what, what effect it has on Judge or anything else and just figure it out when they can it could be. I, 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 for me personally, I, I think he stays uh, for right now. I just think that the logistics of trying to match it's up tough. that right, it's it's tough. it's tough, man. It's tough. I think that I think he threw him for a loop, saying that he wasn't going to sign. I, I, I listen. One thing I, I will say, I don't blame him. Uh, it's for the yeah, same reason. I, I'm, you know? I'm glad you brought that up, man. Because like, listen, I'm a working Joe. Yep. And like a, a, a billionth of that contract would be nice to me. But, you know, when I hear people complain about it, he, I can't believe he turned it down. You have to look at it through the prism of his colleagues, man. That was yes. not a good offer compared to the other players in the league. It just wasn't. Nope. You, can, you can look at the total all you want. His average annual value was not worth it for him to sign that contract. I don't blame him in the least. I get it, man. People are struggling right now. 
I, I totally understand it. But when you're dealing with sports, you kind of have to put that aside. Yeah. Understand that world that you're stepping into. And the money is just different. I don't blame him at all. I would have done the same thing in his shoes. And it sounds so bizarre to say, but uh, listen, I, I completely agree. I do. And you, you know, you have to look at it from look at your market, look at the, you know, whatever your niche is, look at your right. market and attribute it to that. You can't look at their market. It's completely different. Right. That's it's market driven. We know that. So I'm with you, Adam, 100%. Um, and we didn't even talk about the deferred money that again, which was another reason why Bryce didn't like it either way. They're right. deferring a hundred million dollars. Right. Maybe he doesn't want it to defer a hundred million dollars. Right. Um, but again, uh, before we get out of here though, final shout out my man, 73-year-old nature boy Ric Flair. Last match this weekend, Adam. The 31st. I know it's a tag match. But, man, before we get out of here, what I'll tell you a quick story. I was reading, you probably read the same thing, that he wanted to do a, a, a bump, a jump off the top rope. And Charlotte was like, hell no. Like, no, you're not doing that. So, uh, final thoughts, man. What do you think about Ric Flair's last match coming up? I just hope he gets through it healthy. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Like there's nothing he can do to change his legacy at this point. It kind of is what it is. Yes. Please let this be the last one. Yes. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't know his health. A 73 year old man needs to chill. That's all I'm saying. He's on blood thinners. I know from, from personal experience, I'm on blood thinners too. You have to be careful with that kind of stuff. I just want to come through healthy. He's had a lot of health issues these past few years. I, on some level, I kind of wish he wasn't doing it. I'm not in charge of him. I, I get all that. If he feels comfortable, he gets clearance. I guess more power to him. But you know, just just be cool and enjoy the rest of your years with with Adrade. Uh, 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 what's his name? Adrade. Adrade. Thank you. I apologize. I, I didn't say it correctly. And Charlotte. And just right. enjoy enjoy those years, man. You earned them. Yeah, Nate. Listen, <laughs> you know he is the goat. Um, you know, if for all intents and purposes of that era, yeah. right? There's goats of every different era. We get the LeBron talk, the Michael Jordan talk, right? But of that era, I mean, listen, he stood the test of time. He was the one guy, you know, who consistently had nine lives. You get battle from you know federation to corporation back to feder. I mean, he was all over. So shout out to Nate. Definitely a fiction of my my childhood and one of the reasons why I became a wrestling fan. But as always, uh, we went a little long, but that's okay. We had a couple of the topics to discuss, and me and Adam ain't seen each other in like two weeks, so yeah, we, we had to talk out. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But everybody, make sure you're locked in here. Windale Sports at Windale Sports. We got a ton of big things planned for football season. We also, sneak peek, got a show going to be starting called The Windale Show. Once a week, we're going to see all the different personalities. And again, as always, everybody stay Stay, stay safe, stay healthy, stay profitable, and we'll catch you back here next time. <laughs>